Hi, I'm John Martin. I'm here today with Brett Rajensky, General Manager of NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts with a focus on Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling products. Today we're talking about EV chargers and whole home electrification. Welcome, Brett. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate you having me. Sure. So, Brett, what are electric vehicle or EV chargers and how do they work? Sure. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, they're really pretty simple in that they're basically the plug that is taking the electricity from your uh, electric panel in your home um, and then transferring that to to charge the battery in your electric vehicle. And there are just different types of EV chargers and and um Ultimately, there's kind of three flavors of electric charger. There's there's level one chargers, which work on 120 volts, okay? And those charge very slow. Um, I guess I would say in general, kind of the working theory there is that for every hour that you have a level one charger plugged into your car, um, you're probably going to pick up five to 10 miles of, of range, mm. okay? So they're very low, you know, they're very low voltage uh, chargers, in homes, a much more common version is a level two charger, which is a 240 volt charger. So think of your, uh, if you have an electric dryer, your dryer is 240 volts. Uh, most of the time, your hot water heater might be 240 volts if you have an electric hot water heater. And uh, those are faster. Basically, you're, 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 you're allowing more voltage and amperage to go through. And kind of the general rule on those, again, depending on model of charger and model of car, that you're probably picking up maybe between 25 and 50 miles of range uh, per hour that that is plugged in. And then the last flavor in the long run, which is much less common in homes, but certainly commercially is very common, uh, but they are they are available in homes as well as DC fast charging. So if you think of a Tesla supercharger uh, situation, and with, a, with those, you can typically pick up uh, 250 to 300 miles of range per hour that your vehicle is plugged into them. Mm. Um, so for most homeowners, that that's perfectly capable, but there's a lot of um, investment around that. Most people don't need that capability. They come home from work, they're able to plug in their vehicle for the night or for a few hours anyhow and pick up all the all the battery charge that they need for their for their daily routine. And are all these uh, versions level one, two, and, and these DC fast charging, are they all separate systems that need to be installed in, in your, say, your, in your garage or something like that, as opposed to just plugging the vehicle into a, a standard you know, outlet? That's something that you need to come in and install. Yeah, that is that is correct. So so even a level one charger, you know, each of the manufacturers, there's starting to be some standardization in the industry, but each of the manufacturers has a certain type of plug that they've aligned on. So it doesn't look like our plug that we, you know, plug a lamp in with, right? Even on a level one charger. So we so what you have to do is you want to have a dedicated circuit wired from your panel to that actual charger, whether it's a charger that was supplied by the vehicle manufacturer, a lot of electric vehicles come with a come with one charger, or we also work with with manufacturers who provide, if you will, universal ones that we can then install uh, into a home that'll work with your vehicle. So you're going to need a dedicated circuit from your panel to that actual charger, and then the charger has you know has certain safety devices in it to make sure that it doesn't overcharge your car, that it doesn't over 
overheat itself and cause a danger, uh, you know, and also protection against, you know, shorts, power surges and all that sort of stuff. And then same thing on the level two chargers, you know, those are, you know, almost no one has 110 volts to, you know, excuse me, 240 volts up into their garage. They may have 110 volts to their garage, but not 240. So we would need to put in a dedicated line that's very much like the line that feeds your dryer or your stove, perhaps, if you have electric on those, as well as the specified charger there, um, and and then get that uh, get that there. Many homes in New England aren't necessarily set up to support, um, especially fa- uh, DC fast charging or level two charging, um, because of the amperage that's required. So you know, New England, we have a lot of older homes um, that were built around the concept of you know gas heat and things like that, not hydroelectric. Um, so they may have a hundred amp service from the street to the home, and uh, if there's not enough. Uh, capacity left there. Um, we usually recommend to people that what they do is they they upgrade, they perform a, a service upgrade to 200 amps from the pole to their home. So that's and we work with people all day helping them with that, where we upgrade their their capacity into their home from 100 amps to 200 amps. Usually involves a new breaker panel and that sort of thing as well to support all of these great you know things in the electrification of everything. Yeah. So other than, you know, upgrading your electrical panel, maybe to 200 amps, are there any other infrastructure things that might need to change? Any modifications that might need to happen in the home? For electric vehicles, there's not a lot more except for the mounting of that charger and getting that dedicated circuit tied to that charger as well. Now, one thing that we do always recommend to people is that they also look at whole home surge protection, um, especially now it's required by code if you're going to upgrade your service into the home anyhow. So when we replace your electric panel, we're going to have to put in whole home surge protection. But as more and more Electric devices are added in homes, everything from, you know, TVs and your refrigerator to, you know, your electric vehicle and, and, and your, your heat pump, uh, heating system. Those are all electric and they need that protection in case of, uh, surge either within the home or from outside the home into the home to protect them. Um, we all know that, uh, circuit boards are sensitive electronics. And, uh, so it's not the old days with your mom's, uh, dishwasher that just wouldn't die from 1965. You mm-hmm. know, those, those and have a lot of complicated electronics. Uh, these have very sophisticated electronics and we want to protect them from power surges. So that's something I really strongly recommend any homeowner do is put a uh, whole home surge protection on to protect all those things electric. Okay. Talk a little bit about how EV chargers fit into the larger context of, of whole home electrification. What, what do we mean by that? And, and you know, what are the, some of the potential energy savings and enviro- environmental benefits of uh, whole home electrification in, in general and electric uh, vehicle chargers, you know, specifically? Sure. Well, the, you know, the real benefits are decarbonization, you know, so so all these things that we have that burn fossil fuel are are leading to global warming. Okay, so, you know, certainly the, the a very hot topic here for quite a few years, but very much so now, um, is global warming. And global warming, uh, we're being told, is being triggered by the warming of the earth because of uh, we are not reducing, we're increasing our carbons emissions. So by moving to electric vehicles, we're eliminating that fossil fuel. We're getting rid of gas. Uh, Same thing in your home. We're eliminating that fossil fuel burning to cook your food, to warm your water, to warm your home. 
the other thing is it also allows you to go even further down that road of decarbonization by integrating things like solar into your home and and getting true green energy uh, energy from the sun to help uh, to help drive all these things so um, when we talk about the electrification of everything you know the benefits to the homeowner first of all are, are financial there's a lot of great incentives both you know for solar for electric cars for for um, heat pumps in your home uh, there's a lot of great uh, rebates and tax credits and and low and no interest loans available for all of those things uh, you're going to see an improved indoor air quality because you're not burning fossil fuels within your home and uh, you know you're just really going to see an improvement in quality of life uh, for folks who are really interested in decarbonization. Is one of the other benefits of, uh, you know, moving to whole home electrification and using an EV charger with your electric vehicle, you know, that that you're not subject to sort of the volatility of the, the, the oil and gas prices just co- constantly fluctuating and going up. I know that gas for cars, you know, uh, you know, a year or so ago almost hit $5 a gallon and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fuel oil for your home and for, for running your furnace and things like that. Those fluctuate wildly, you know, as, as well. But, uh, you know, electricity costs seem to be relatively stable. So, you know, electrifying the home and going with an EV charger and an electric vehicle in your home, you, you sort of reduce some of that volatility and those those wild fluctuations in, in uh, fossil fuel prices. Absolutely. Yeah. As, as you know, we've all seen that. I believe it was winter before last we saw fuel oil north of six dollars a gallon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you're right. Uh, you know, I think a year ago I was paying close to five dollars a gallon to put fuel in my vehicle. And so, yeah, and, and you know, listen, it's still not cheap. It's just cheaper now than it was. But you're right. There's there's a long history of very volatile costs associated with fossil fuels. So by moving to, you know, in addition to, to quality of life, quality of air quality, you know, indoor air quality decarbonization, you're right. From a budgetary point of view, you're going to be able to much more um, favorably budget for costs as far as heating and cooling your home, your drive to and from work and and all the things associated. And again, you can offset that even further um, if you choose to integrate solar into that equation as well. So we know we have customers who who fully offset their electrical with with solar and actually gain credit. Mm. Everyone's situation is different, but um, uh, it can that can save a uh, take a significant bite out of that cost for you as well. What are some of the initial costs of installing an, an, an EV charger in your home? And are there any government incentives or rebates that might be available to help offset those costs? Sure. So the, the costs come down to what you need in your home. Number one, do you need a service upgrade? So is your amperage in your home sufficient or does that need upgrading? And yes, there uh, by way of the Inflation Reduction Act, there are uh, tax credits available, uh, depending on what you need done and what you choose to have done for doing that. Uh, the second part is your electrical panel itself. Is it safe? Is it new? You know, there's, uh, there's a lot of older, you know, panels out there that are still in play that are, are literally, uh, fire hazards at this point. There's a company out there called Federal Pacific who, uh, by code, if we find a Federal Pacific panel, uh, we have to remove it and replace it because mm. it's that deadly. Um, so so there's a lot of, you know, so do you need a service upgrade? Do you need a panel upgrade? And then the actual installation cost of the charger itself. You know, in my home, if you were to install an electric charger in my garage, uh, you'd need about 
probably six feet of wire and drill through one wall. It'd be a very simple installation. Mm-hmm. Uh, other folks, there's more involved uh, than that. You know, the electrical panels on one end of the home, the garage is on the other. Totally something that we can help you with, and we like doing that. It's just a more complicated installation, a little more, little more material, a little more time and labor. That's all. Any final tips or, or advice for homeowners that might be considering an EV charger as uh, part of their whole home electrification plan? Sure. Yeah. You know what? If you're really, truly looking to do whole home electrification, an electric vehicle is a key part of that. And, you know, going with that like level two charger is going to make, you know, when we talk about whole home electrification and heating and cooling, we talk about comfort. Well, you know what? When we talk about the driving side of this, that level two charger, which is a, a pretty fast charger, is going to uh, is going to be able to let you live more comfortably with that vehicle as well. So you're not going to have to plug in that vehicle and leave it for 20 hours until it's fully charged. Mm-hmm. You're going to plug it in, and in a few hours, you're going to have uh, all the power you need to to take you on through the day. So um, let you live conveniently with that with that vehicle as well. All right. Well, that's great information, Brett. Thanks again for speaking with me today. Thanks, John. I appreciate you having me. And for more information, you can visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387. Thank you.